Hello and welcome to Five Better Radio Show. My name's Jim. And I'm Guy. The show format is fairly straightforward. Every show we take a classic song and then we try and find uh, five songs that are better than that song using a particular theme. We've each got six songs each and we'll discuss only five of those. And to do that, we'll roll a dice for each other to see which song we will discuss. So come on then, Guy. What's, uh, what's the first song? Right then, listeners, get ready for this. This is a song. This is classic. This is classic number one. This might be up there. One of my favourite songs, I think, ever. I think this could be the best song ever. Also, it's got a guy who sings it who's got the most boring name on earth trevor <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's just listen to trevor uh, and his band uh, they're called the buggles and this is video killed the radio star oh well wow. I, I mean honestly that is such a good song I love it. I love it. It's brilliant. It is. It is one of my absolute favourites. It's. Uh, it's a great tune. And uh, to be honest, this is such a good song to start our, our episodes off in the radio show because uh, we, we lost a dear friend recently. So this is one of his favourite songs. So uh, I feel like this is quite an apt way to start the the new uh, the new show. So 1981, this song was released, and the first song to appear on uh, MTV. Love that bit of trivia. Absolutely. <laughs> that's a, that's a, like anyone who will listen, I tell that to whenever this... I'm the bloke in the pub running around going, first song played on MTV. We're going to find uh, listeners, if you're listening, you're going to find that a lot of our facts are either, either just very, very badly kind of like explained or from Wikipedia. So, uh, Or just random stuff that we've managed to pick up over, uh, over a, a few years of listening to music. I suppose the first thing is um, Trevor Horn. I, I mean, I love Trevor Horn because he, not only he's, he's got a great name and he's got a musical name uh, in his surname, but I love the fact he, he looks very much like he's an accountant. He really goes for it in the video as well, like the big glasses and the kind of it, it accentuates his curly hair uh, he really pulls that futuristic look out in the video of like this is the future um the 80s uh, like the, the 70s is gone we're yeah. in the 80s now tv is the future and and i'm dressed for tv and there's that weird bit with the girl going up the pipe isn't there she's in like in some cl- yeah she's in some clear plastic tube or something right okay i'm sure it's she's going out, yeah it's, it's very very like that and she <laughs> And then they kind of fly across the uh, across the lab. I think it's a lab, isn't right, it? Okay, it's, a, okay. it's a kind of futuristic lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but groundbreaking. I love this sort of. It's, uh, we were just discussing a second ago during the song. Is it, is it vocoder? He's kind of like his voice. Yeah, I think it's You're using a vocoder effect. It's some sort of synthesized. Yeah. We're, we're assuming vocoder effects. Give that kind of. Uh, old school radio yeah vibe, yeah like he's it? on some sort of old radio show but no perfect I mean such a and such a great lyric I mean I love the idea of, of using the word wireless straight away uh, back in 52 uh, I said to you I love the, the, the phrase rewritten by machine and new technology which is scans really perfect and and the idea that video is killing the radio star is perfect I mean it sounds quite aggressive yeah it, it is but then uh, there's that kind of beautiful Pictures came and broke your heart. It's like, it's just, yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah, really, yeah. It's, it's, it's poetry. Quite, yeah, it's, it's poetry. poetry. It's emotional. It's emotional. And I love a song that goes, oh, uh, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, that and accounting, one, two, three, four. He hasn't quite got that yet. Yeah, he's, he's missing that on there. But it's, uh, and it's, I think, yeah, it just, there's lots of bits about it. I love a song that kind of builds in, in the way that he does with that, uh, to the big kind of chorus, mm. the big kind of payoff in the chorus. Um, and the, uh, the O-O's are uh, just perfect, genius. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Great chord. Starts off piano. Sounds, it, sounds off, it starts off quite sort of, you think it's going to be sort of quite solemn and then it just kind of, and then it goes in with the kind of almost like Chaz and Dave kind of chords, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it doesn't it? It's got that kind of choir bit in it as well, isn't it? Ah, oh, radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that kind of fade, fade to fade to great. Yeah, it's yeah. Different song. Fade to uh, fade. Fade to, fade to something. Fade to something. <laughs> fade out. So I suppose the problem we're going to have, because we really, I mean, I really like this song. And I think because it's such a classic song, if ever I hear this, you know, the opening chords coming, you, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to be the best three minutes of that, of that hour, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Um, we're going to find it really hard to find, I think, five better songs than this. But obviously we're going to link it to a theme, aren't we, Jim? Yeah. There's, there's, so as we said earlier, there's got to be a theme involved because otherwise we just get into that whole um, populist kind of thing of what songs are better than this top 100 songs and and it's it's not about that it's kind of having a theme and being able to kind of think a little bit left field about the music that, that we're kind of talking about so the theme for this one is uh, being as it's a video killing the radio star we're looking for five better songs that mention media, a form of media in the title. And, that, and that's key. It's got to be in the title. It's not just some random point in the song. It's got to be in the title. And, and that's where kind of the difficulty comes with, uh, for us in kind of researching the songs. And hopefully for you listening to kind of come up with your own ones and sort of that's where the fun part is and kind of really going through your banks of music or whatever right so this is this is the thing i had i, I, I struggled with trying to work out what the five the sort of the, the elements of media are. so obviously we've got re, uh, video radio i've got to add a caveat here i'm actually a media studies teacher so the finding the different types of media was uh, easy for me so you do have advertising uh, news uh, the ones we've mentioned radio video newspapers yeah. uh, magazines so print media and uh is internet a part would that internet would come into it yeah yeah gaming as well nowadays is a modern type of media um but even if you're going old school you're talking about books um and music itself is a is a form of media so uh so so there's a lot to kind of pick from but i i I don't know if you're listening you might try and think of a few but it it, it does actually become quite difficult because you start thinking no i'm not sure and then you've got to decide whether you think it's better and that's the problem like guy was saying that's the problem we have is i i don't know what is better than this (laughs) okay so i've got six songs uh ready to go jim what what about your songs all good confident Uh, we have a phrase on on this show it's called bangers and stinkers and that tends to be uh the the types of songs they're either absolutely brilliant or pretty awful Right, so um, let's get to it. So I've got the dice, if you remember you were here. Uh, and I'm going to roll for you, Jim. And the first song from your six is... Number four. Sun Away Shines on TV by Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, there we go. That's so. That's the that's the first song that I think might be better than the Buggles um, video killed the radio star. That's "Sun Away Shines on TV" by Aha. Um, good song, uh, really well constructed. It's uh, it was the third release from their uh, from their debut album, "Hunting High and Low." Uh, first releases being. Um, uh, uh, take on me and then obviously hunting high and low was was the was the second release um but yeah it, it's very classic aha isn't it it's their early stuff it's quite kind of dancey it's kind of very electronic um 
he's always had a great voice, Morton Harkett, incredibly handsome man as well, I'd, uh, I'd hasten to add. Um, <laughs> B-side, interestingly, was a song called Driftwood. I wonder if that was where Travis got their inspiration <laughs> from for, for their uh, noughties uh, <laughs> single there. Um, but yeah, I mean, they kind of came out of nowhere, really, from, from no, Norway. Come out, come out Norway. Norway, Norway. No, <laughs> no, 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 Norway, Norway. Um, but yeah, uh, and I think... I actually prefer this to Take On Me. I'm not the biggest fan of Take On Me. I, I, know, that, I, I know that that doesn't go down well in an 80s disco, but it's, it's another one, like we were talking when the song, you're going to hear this a lot, we were talking when the song was playing, um, but we were, and, and uh, Take On Me, I don't understand what's Take On Me, Take Me On, it, it, like the lyric doesn't make much sense to me. And with this one, I was saying, oh, I'm not sure about the lyric either, the sun always shines on TV, but then, Actually, no, everything's happy on TV and the sun's always yeah, shining yeah. and everyone's always happy. Uh, he was obviously watching a lot of Neighbours or uh, Home and Away. Maybe it's lost or in translation with, as well. Sorry <coughs> to interject, but maybe a lot of his uh, lyrics are lost in translation because of the take on me. Is he sort of... I mean, I know he says take me on. Yeah. But which one is it? Is I he take... No, is he... But the sun always shines on TV. Is it take on me and take me on? Sounds like he's gone for a job interview and going take, take on me for the job and the bloke's gone no he's gone right take me on then come on then <laughs> have a fight like it's it, it's I a contradiction know, it's, it's polarising yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, it's but, but yeah I, do you know so I've got I've got to take umbrage slightly with you with the fact you say that take on me is not as, as, as good a song as this actually take on me is a banger it's an absolute banger another reason why I like it and similar to reasons to the buggles is it's got a great video yeah I don't know I, I don't love it don't love it. I know Actually, that, it's quite a groundbreaking video. The original, um, sorry, the original uh, Take yeah, On Me yeah, video. Coming on with the video. Look, it's one of those songs. I, I don't dislike the song. The problem is for me with Take On Me, it's, it's that aha tune that everyone bangs on about all the time. And I'm, I'm kind of a little bit over it. Do you know what I mean? It's like when someone goes, oh, 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 take on me. Oh, 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 yeah, brilliant. And that's what, that's, that, that, that makes me sound like an idiot. But I don't know. Just, it's, not, it's not my favourite. No. But I think, I think the sun shines on TV. Um, so the sun always shines on TV. Always. Uh, always. Um, I mean, <laughs> I know, I know, and as again, as we said, we're going to find it quite difficult to find five better songs. Um, obviously, the theme is uh, the media theme is TV here. Um, I just find it a little bit boring. The song. I don't, I don't get me wrong. Aha are actually really they're great uh, musicians. Anyone who's got a Bond a Bond film kind of in their um, yeah, in yeah, the back catalogue. I mean, they must have been big to be able to get the Living Daylights. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were they were plucked, picked up for that quite quickly, weren't they? And uh, and, it's, and it's, I love a man who has a tassel around his uh, his wrist. Uh, he he kind of really uh, championed the leather tassel yeah. the leather wristband yeah. didn't he which was very good and uh, like I, d I do love his voice I think his voice is is, is really listenable uh, he still looks good as well Morton Harkey doesn't he I, I he want does, his skincare does, product whatever, whatever he's using well, he did the Masked Singer didn't he he, was on, he did didn't he he, he? The he did yeah. on the Masked Singer yeah um, um, and so he's got a lot of things going for him and he's, got, he's had a fantastic career um, uh, this song isn't as good as Take On Me I hate to say it's for you Jim uh, and it also definitely isn't I'm sure most people will agree with you <laughs> and also unfortunately um, <clears throat> or maybe not fortunately uh, this is not as, as good as the Buggles video called the Radio Star so um, um, it's 1-0 to the Buggles okay so I'm going to roll for you now 
I've got three. There you go. So what's your three song? Okay, so on my list of six, number three, I, I'm actually quite pleased this came up because um, we do need a bit of a palate cleanser from uh, from the Buggles, which is quite a jovial song, isn't it? And Sun Always Shines on TV. Ne- I've never seen a, a moody-looking Morton. No, big smiles all around, um, And this is this is probably the one of... I mean, it's it's miserable. I've got to be honest with you. It's, it's, a, probably, it's a miserable song. Um, but from a band I love, Radiohead. So um, we're going to listen to now the song uh, Exit Music Brackets for a Film. Close brackets. Okay, well, I told you it was quite intense. Um, Radiohead. I mean, you could, to be honest, you couldn't really get more of a Radiohead-sounding song than that song. Uh, just there from uh, from uh, OK Radiohead. Computer. <laughs> I was going to say from Radiohead, but from the album. I couldn't think what the album was called. Uh, it's OK Computer, the 1997 album, which for me was. Um, I mean, it's their third album, but it's kind of one that I felt kind of like really kicked them into something completely different to then the sort of the the average kind of indie band or the sort of the late uh, coming out of the Britpop era of that sort of mid to sort of late 90s. Um, and it is one of the fantastic albums from that era. Def- it's one of my fa- favourite albums, probably of all times. OK, Computer. Um, and I thought, actually, this song was probably going to be like... Because it's called Exit Music from a Film, and it was used in the closing credits of the Baz Luhrmann film, um, Romeo and Juliet. It's going to be like, really... <laughs> well, no, I thought in the, on the album, OK, Computer, this would be definitely sort of towards near the end. It's sort of like track three or four. I think because the, the, the album sort of starts with Paranoid Android and... and um, OK, Computer, another link to media. Um... But then it kind of, I think they have to kind of calm down. I think because it gets quite intense, the album, after sort of like two, three tracks, they kind of went, right, bring it down. Um, and then this song happens. And I, I mean, it's a, it's a lovely song. I think it's, it really showcases his lyrics. Um, it's obviously quite a bleak song. It's sort of talking about kind of, um, you know, choking. Obviously, it's written, he says it's written for two people who should run away before the bad stuff starts. Um, and I think it's quite a personal song. I think it's probably about a breakup. Um, that, that also really fits in with Romeo and Juliet, isn't it? They should have run away before the bad stuff started. Uh, definitely, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, um, interestingly, it never made the original soundtrack. This uh, this song, I think, partly because obviously you know the lyrics about you know we hope that you choke. It's yeah, it's not again not very cheery. It's not, really it's, reality, it's, it? it's not uplifting. Um, but I do I do love. Do love his voice. I think it's really showcases his voice. I mean, the end kind of. I know I faded out towards the end, but the end of him just sort of singing that line, uh, sort of over and over, is it's, it's quite. It's beautiful. I think. I think his his sort of tone of voice is lovely as well. Really showcases of that album. Their kind of their direction they went in from then on. Which kind of went in sort of Kid A and an Amnesiac and all those kind of albums, which sort of led on from that. Um, it's got a great bass line. Yeah. I mean, the bass line really. It's such a dirty bass line. I know Johnny Greenwood, the guitar player, really. He's his album, his kind of like blueprints all over that album in terms of like hooks and stuff. And, um, but it's just a really kind of dirty, dirty bass, if that makes yeah. sense. When you're kind of saying it's very Radiohead, it, it really is like one of the things I like about, the, I, I like a lot about their, like I love the Benz. The Benz is a great album. Um, but like you say, it was kind of, it was, it was Britpop, but it wasn't Britpop. It was kind of like Britpop was a bit, kind of or it, 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 like it was a, a bit more poppy and a bit more um, bouncy mm. whereas they they were kind of on the fringes of that and it was it was much more um, musical for for want of a better word but i think what this does is later on they be, I, I always think of their music in terms of it, it, its layers 
it kind of like you say there's the dirty bass line and then there's something else going on top of that and then there's something else going on top of that but it doesn't all come at once mm. it kind of builds and layers come onto it and onto it and onto it and th- songs like OK Computer and uh, through the whole album like kind of really build up and they they, re- they kind of just add more and more and more and more onto I think, it I think and p- production wise this is a really you know this is, I mean I know I've got about the album OK Computer but the but production of that's amazing and in fact probably I think probably in some way the DNA of Trevor Horn, who's mm. a, now a producer from the lead singer of the Buggles and songwriter, um, it's kind of in Radiohead because they don't just like write songs and they you know play them. Yeah, they the do like, like probably like an Oasis. It's probably like they do yeah. three or four takes. The, it's done. The production is a key part of it for them. Isn't yeah, definitely. It? You can I'm, tell they spend a, like album wise, their albums are um, like kind of composed rather than throw like mm. not thrown together but do you know what i mean like you say they're not i'm just going to be playing it they're yeah. composing an album they're thinking about everything that's going into a yeah. song and, and and you know there's no denying they're one of the best live out bands probably out there or, or certainly were and i saw them in 97 uh glastonbury and i think in victoria park and hackney about 20 well, no, 15 years ago um really stunning stunning mm. and, and this this song still gets played um like i said it's not one of their probably their most well-known songs but it's a really good live song and you know they put it in a sort of part of the set when they want to kind of calm things down a little bit but it's so intense um which is quite you know quite a quite a feat to do a calm song but it'd be quite intense and quite as dark as this um and a complete contrast to buggles video killed the radio star so um yeah over to you anyway okay, so the link is film obviously that's the link to the so song it's arbiter time now i think it's good link i love the double link with the okay computer as well mm. and the, and that kind of second media link very clever very clever um do you know what though? Because this is the first show, and because I don't want to bring everybody down, and we don't want to get too intense, I'm gonna I'm gonna plump for the buggles on this one. Uh, it's a good song. It's not their best. It's very good, but it's not their best. Um, but yeah, let, let's stay let's stay positive. Let's stay happy. Let's uh, let's keep Trevor at the top. And I'm going to say, I don't know what that meant. I just <laughs> ran out of something to say. Uh, but I think let's get, let's go with it. I'm going to go with the Buggles. I'm going to say the Buggles uh, video killed the radio star is a better song. So that's 2-0, 2-0 uh, to Trev. Okay, so we're on to uh, song three, Jim. So uh, I'm going to roll for you. Get ready. This is your number. And we have got a number three. I think we had that already, didn't we? No, number three was you. Okay, Jim. So I can have a Okay, you three. can have a number three. Yeah. So what is your song three of your, of your six? Okay, brilliant. This, I'm glad this one came up. Again, you'll hear that a lot. We always say that. Um, I'm glad this song came up because this is the one song that I've got that I think truly is a better song than, um, uh, than Video Killed the Radio Star for, for a number of reasons, for its importance musicality, for its importance in uh, in modern culture and for its importance in uh, American politics as well. So this song is a the fantastic The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. There's a theme televised by Gil Scott Heron. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on report from 29 District. The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. Okay, there we go. Gil Scott Heron, Revolution Will Not Be Televised. I love this song. Um, so it's, uh, 
it's down as a poem that he wrote um, and uh, and then recorded as a song. And he first did it in 1970, and it was released as a B-side on um, uh, Hatred, Home is Where the Hatred Is. Um, so it was originally done as a B-side, and then um, it was included on uh, the, um, the Pieces of a Man album. Uh, but then in 1974, it was re-released on the on the album. The revolution will not be televised, um, and uh, and that's kind of when it really kind of came to prominence. Um, uh, the revolution is not be televised is an album I bought you once for your birthday. Do you, do you know what? I love the artwork on that. It's fantastic. I think I even framed it as well. So it's a, it's a really iconic piece of um, of musical kind of like. Um Oh, I suppose, yeah it? yeah it is and i think that for me the whole thing it, it, it the song the song is brilliant i love it i love uh it's one of those first sorts of songs that um it, where it's someone kind of talking over the music it's not it's not created as a song in in its own right um and and it's very talking through his kind of manifesto and and what he kind of believes in and i love it for that and i think it's um I think it's really important for 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 America and for kind of the the uh, the, the Black Power movement in America. You, you used it and really kind of got on uh, got on the back of it, um, and uh, used it as, as as a bit of a manifesto for them. And, and I think it is it, it's an important song, um, but but more than that, just the, the way that it comes across. I love the fact that it's got bongos. I love the fact that it's got uh, anything with a bongo is is right up there for me. Uh, I love the flute that's kind of uh, the kind of playing along over the top of it. It's very simple um, in, in its kind of construct, and it's very much about the message. And I think that's that's what makes it important, and that's what makes it such a great uh, a great song for from someone who's uh, uh, an important figure in in music in the seventies. Is he still alive? Gil Scott Heron. That's why I'm asking you this. I'm going to Google it while you say something. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, everything you said there is probably it's bang on, isn't it? I mean, such a oh, I don't want to say an important message. Like I, I really kind of get the, the grips of America in the 1970s, particularly from that point of view. But like, um, it's, it's a hell of a lyric, isn't it? There's loads of. Li- I mean, there's loads of people mention it. I mean. Definite props out the fact he mentions Engelbert Humperdinck at some point as well. But it's the fact that he, he's sort of saying to people, don't sit in front of your TV because it's not the revolution is not something there that you're going to be able to sit and watch. You've got to get up and get off your backside and do something about it. And I think that's it's just it's a real call to arms and, and, and not and like a call to arms through thought. Which I think is like is really important. It's not like a, a come on, let's really go and fight. It's like you've got to think about this. And I think I think probably the issue, not the issue, but the probably the thing I'm going to th- consider when I'm trying to decide whether this is a better song uh, or not to the Buggles. Um, is how, how does it make me feel? And it's it's a completely different kind of like you now. I've got yeah, to think yeah. now a little bit with. Um, and music should music should really hit you from mm. wherever it hits you in the in, in the heart and the gut or whatever it does. You know, it makes you laugh, chuckle, it makes you cry, or whatever it is. Um, and this song definitely, obviously, is meant to be a kind of a, you said it's a manifesto. Yeah. It makes you, it's meant to make you think. Obviously, hopefully, make you um, make a decision or make some sort of important uh, choices about whatever they're saying or whatever yeah. the message is. But I think um, I think that's the issue I've got here is that I'm. It's completely two different yeah, sides. I've got the buggles with kind of fairly, yeah, yeah. fairly poppy. You know, it's a comment about something on society, but is it as it's not less important? I suppose maybe it is a less no, important. 
I think everything that we said at the beginning, said the this the Buggles song is incredibly important because first song on MTV. It's predicting the revolution. Uh, the Buggles is predicting the revolution, the evolution of music, yeah, yeah. and the revolution that was going on when MTV came on. And he's basically, you know, and, and when you look at it, and you look at who Trevor Horn is and the way that. <laughs> This sounds really awful, but the way that he looks and the way that pop music has yeah. changed, pop music isn't about what you do, it's about how you look. Yeah. And you can be very good, but you have to be very good looking to be able to be very you, good. And that's probably, a, that's interesting, because he came out in 1981, which I think is probably the, it's probably the height of New Romantics yeah, era. Yeah. And I think obviously that he's, he's the antithesis, isn't he, of a pop star? I mean, he's, yeah. a, he's a little scrawny bloke in a, in a, sh- a space suit with, with, yeah. with, with googly eyes. He's a musician, not a pop star. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, he's, yeah. he's a... Um, and he's a producer as well, so I think obviously yeah. he knew how, how that all worked in terms of making sure he got the best possible sound. There's many people who are pop stars pre-MTV who wouldn't be pop stars now mm. because they wouldn't get through the vetting process of, uh, uh, of how they look. Um, sorry, just an update, uh, update on uh, Gil Scott Heron's uh, uh, aliveness. <laughs> is uh, No, he died in 2011, age 62. Uh, so he's very, very dead. Um, but one of the things I was thinking about just where you were, you were talking as well is that I think um, this lends a lot from and feeds a lot into the black exploitation movies of the uh, of the of the time, uh, and you can hear a lot of that in there. And it, it like in the in the flute and the the, the drums and the, the the kind of way that that goes. So I think again we're talking about television but i think it permeated a lot of media in in kind of what he's doing and it's almost a comment on the media but again when you're saying importance having everything that you said i think there's an argument to be made that the buggles is just as important for the song that it is that's the thing i don't want it sort of come across that we're we're kind of uh i don't know putting up something like bucks fizz with radiohead for example (laughs) do you know what i mean do you know what? I love, again, I gotta go back to the the feeling of the song and how it makes me feel. And I, I think for me, the Bugwa song makes me feel something more than Gil Scott Heron does. Yeah. Um, even though I appreciate it and I, and I love its kind of probably importance in the idea of, of using a message and having a message, um, and probably be banging to see it live. That song would be, yeah, would be yeah. amazing to see it live. Um, but that's with the Buggles, and I think yeah. I think you can have both in 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 life. Um, so Fair I think enough. I think Trevor Horn might have just snuck it snuck in there um with that so we're gonna go with trevor trevor three um everyone else neil right okay it's my turn to roll for you now so i'm gonna roll for you here with the dice that's uh, hey a number two so number two of my list of six um oh god i've really got hitting some good bands today actually i'm I'm quite pleased with this i'm hitting some of my favorite bands um and this is a song by, uh, by a band called blur and um, the link is TV again, um, but this is the song Coffee and TV. So there we go, Coffee and TV by Blur um, from Blur's sixth album, number uh, 13. Uh, obviously, the link is TV, um, and it's uh, probably one of the only. <laughs> few songs uh, recorded and sung by Graham Coxon, the guitar player. Um, and actually, probably not really very Blur-esque, the song. Um, 
And I mean that in a, in a kind of good way. I think that whole album 13 is quite a, quite. A, I mean, it's, it's an important album for the fact that after that it was split up, and I think Graham Coxon left and had a bit of a, a few years of hiatus. And um, I think he let. I think they kind of carried on touring without him for a bit. It kind of went a bit, went a bit like Swade and Bernard Butler for a little bit with that album. Yeah, they did, didn't they? And then he had his solo album as well, didn't he? Yeah. Point. So I think. Um, I think. I mean, obviously the album had a lot of um, sort of heartache in it. I think the album was sort of Damon Albarn's sort of sort of breakup album with um, Justine yeah, Friedman from Elastica. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but this song, I think it's a great song. It's a really, it's, again, like it's not very Blur-esque. It's kind of um, structurally kind of different to normal. I think because the fact that he's singing it mm. makes it sound, um, obviously makes it sound completely different. But um, um, and also, I just love the idea of coffee and TV. I think also the fact he was struggling with, Kind of alcoholism. I think this is his kind of this was his escapism. Was watch, was um, drinking coffee and watching TV. Um, it's great. I mean, I think it's a really good song. What I, again? I rather like again. Go back to the Bugles again. Videos. Uh, great video with the sort of the, the milk carton. Yeah, do you yeah. remember? Do you remember that in the yeah, nineteen ninety nine? Yeah. Really fantastic. I, I really, I really like the um, just the iconography of that as well because I thought it was a lot of Blur singles had great kind of like front covers and the CD singles. Um, I think this one was a really good one as well. Yeah, he he quite often lent into his art school uh, roots, didn't he, Damon Albarn? He's that classic kind of art school lyricist, and uh, um, yeah, so you see a lot of that in in uh, in uh, video concepts and things like that. But it's a good. Um, it doesn't really kind of go into the sort of the, again like um, Johnny Greenwood and Radiohead. Kind of he, his guitar playing, I think, is phenomenal. And I think Damon Albarn, um, sorry. Um, Grand Coxon similarly was, was equally as kind of interesting with his kind of like hooks and stuff and his uh, his lead guitar. But this is kind of he kind of keeps it kind of kind of straight. Um, sounds quite American, but I think mm. at that point they were kind of going a little bit more kind of hard rock and it's sort of it kind of um, the direction they were going in was a, was a whole lot different to their sort of normal sort of earlier kind of uh, stuff as well. Um, again, late nineties out of the sort of the Britpop era and they were kind of going a little bit um, yeah a little bit heavier. Um, Great lyric. I think mean, it's, it's. I think it's, per, it's a really, really, really good song. I just. I, I don't think I kind of. Um, I don't really get bored of this song. I think it's one of the blurs blurs songs. I can get a bit. And again, I think we again we had a little discussion during the song we just heard there uh, about their early stuff with like girls and boys, and some of it can get a little bit sort of repetitive and a little bit irritating. Um, I think because it got played absolutely to death in sort of ninety three, ninety four. Yeah, g- girls and boys. I always bemoan girls and boys because it came it became a bit of an anthem and it became it became what it was mocking um so i, I kind of dislike that to be honest i wasn't i wasn't blur's biggest fan until this album came out uh, and then i i really liked it and i that i love their greatest hits album i think that's an album of really really great hits apart from girls and boys but the, it's, it's like everything on it is really, really good, and it shows a, it shows an amazing range and amazing kind of um, uh, sort of difference in and, and a growth in, in in kind of what they've done. So uh, I do really like this song, and I do uh, I do it's what like blur blur at their best are brilliant, mm. and and I re- and I really like that. I've got to say, though, arbitrarily, I'm going to... Uh, I love saying the word arbitrarily. That's why you I keep do. doing it's it. I know. This is your catchphrase. I know. It's because I feel important. I feel powerful. I feel important for the first time in my life. <laughs> but I, I, I am going to... Um, I'm going to say no. No, it's not as good as the Buggles video killed the radio star. Uh, I think it's a brilliant song. And, and this is what we're going to come up against all the way through. And this is what we found all the way through. You can throw a lot of brilliant songs talking about media in into this into this radio show and uh and for the most part 
I'm going to say the Buggles is better. So there we go. That's uh, the, the, that's what I'm saying. That's 4-0 to, uh, to Trevor Horn. Booze talk, booze talk. What you drinking tonight? Okay, so booze talk. Right, well, this is our usual plug of trying to get free booze from anywhere, <laughs> anywhere we can. And, you know, if, if people listen to this, then, then maybe. If more people listen, and then I might get more free booze. Uh, so our booze talk, we uh, well, we started off tonight, our first pint, Tonight was a pint of uh, Wildcard IPA, which yeah. is always a favourite. It's a local beer in Walthamstow, uh, one we've drunk before. And then, uh, and then you bought a pint. And what was that? I did. We're now on the. Uh, I guess I mentioned it before. Signature Brewery, and it's the uh, Roadie. It's a, such a delightful IPA. Four point. Uh, I think it's four point three, um, or four point seven. It's an odd number. Um, it's lovely. It's really. It's really. It's really delicious. Um, Big fan of where we are as well because it's also very, very cheap as well. So it's like, I mean, I don't think I've paid four pound a pint for a long time. No, it's good and uh, and you know the beers are good and e- easy drinking. Okay, so uh, final song of the episode. Just before we go, um, we are recording this episode in uh, in Walthamstow in, in in Orford House, which is a members club. Uh, in the uh, Orford Road in the village um, great place if you've not been down here uh, I know they do sort of like uh, open days where you can come or open evenings you can come if you're not a member but um, it's really worth a shout and it's uh, yeah it's really kind of just to let, uh, let us have a space and uh, yeah they were, re- they were really overly accommodating when they didn't need to be which was brilliant I mean we kind of rocked up and hoped to find a, a room uh, that we could record in that would be quite quiet and uh, but no there, there wasn't anything <laughs> that wouldn't have either annoyed people or, or been very noisy and they found us a room so we're like brilliant thanks them that was really nice of them alright so last song of the episode so we've had four songs um, Buggles are just, it's going to be a whitewash I've got a feel I get, yeah I think so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll for you Jim so if you're six this is your number Number three. I've had three. I You've think. had three. I've had you? three. I've had okay. it. I've done three already. Oh yeah, revolution was not televised. Okay, so we will go for another number, and it's <laughs> number three again. This is beautiful. Number four. You've had four. This is a beautiful live radio. It's not live. Okay, number five. <laughs> number five. Excellent, excellent, excellent. This is a. Um, all right. This is an eighty song. It's an absolute banger. I think. <laughs> it's one that it's one that earworms me quite often. Uh, so this is the J. Giles band with Centerfold. My blood runs cold. My memory has just been sold. My angel is the centerfold. Angel is the centerfold. My blood runs cold. My memory has just been sold. All right, Centerfold there by the uh, J. Giles band. Uh, I, I I love this song. I think it's funny. I think it's. Uh, I th- I love the fact it's slightly rude. The <laughs> the um, so the media link is centerfold centerfold of a magazine, obviously magazine media, um, and uh, <laughs> the centerfold. Uh, I I think he's talking about the centerfold of Playboy magazine here. So that's where the the rudeness comes in. Um, it's I t- I just think it's really f- it's very eighties. It's very fun. Um, it's that kind of it really em, em, embraces embraces that teenage kind of uh, infatuation that teenage uh, love of something uh, I think in Stand By Me don't they mention a centrefold pull out or centrefold in some way um, it's from their album Freeze Frame it was the most successful single of their career and I tell you what what a single to have as a, as a successful thing I love the there's a clap bit in the middle isn't there there's a oh, yeah. <laughs> 
that, that kind of hands in the air clapping. Like in, it's one of those ones you're in your room pretending to play guitar and then you're clapping to the crowd. I got, I got, and, uh, honest, Jim, when, you, when this came up, I've, I've just said to you, okay, during the song, um, I had, I've got this on seven inch. I had, I had this rather on seven inch at home and the clap is brilliant because it, it breaks down, doesn't it? And it, yeah. uh, there's a counting. One, two, three. Um, and it's also got, um, but it's recorded like a live song, isn't it? That yeah, whole bit yeah. sounds quite live. Yeah. And um, it's great. I mean, what a great uh, little melody as well. Lead, lovely, brilliant. Yeah. I, I mean, I got, it's it reached number one on the on the Billboard charts and it was there for six weeks. That's not bad. That's not bad for a band that you've never heard of again. And and uh, I think it just in the eighties, it, it feels like it could have been in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, um, even some of the more kind of serious type ones it's got that kind of uh, brat pack could have been in the breakfast club it could, it, like it's that it's very of its time but it, it stands the test of time because of that I think and it's in the uh, it's in the early 80s like it is with Buggles as well um, Jay Giles no longer with us I've just had a quick little look on on Wikipedia um, um, and a great one hit wonder probably we could say that I think in terms yeah. of for, in the UK we didn't really hear much of him after this but um Great song. Makes me happy. It does. Yeah. I, I want to know what the J stands for. Though. Uh, John, apparently, oh. according to, to what I'm looking at now. Um, that's, that's slightly less exciting <laughs> than I thought. Um, I mean, doesn't, it's, no, it's no Trevor, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> all right. Jim, love it. Good choice, actually. Probably one of my favourite songs of the, of the five we've had today against Buggles. Um, going back to that old thing. How does it make me feel compared to, to Trevor Horn's Buggles and... Video killed the radio star, and again, it doesn't. It doesn't make me feel. Hit me there with a the nostalgia, definitely, because I again had this when I was young. I was about five, four or five, and had it when it came out. But yeah, um, I, got, I, think, got, I think coming up against a lot of songs, this would win. It, coming up against a lot of a lot of songs for the nostalgia and for what we both sort of talked about as a song that we remember from when we were younger, and uh, you know, you obviously bought it, uh, and I think. Uh, you know, it, it would beat a lot of songs, but the the nostalgia and the memories and the everything for the Buggles is just more. It's just more <laughs> than this. It's just, that's for some reason, it's been more ever-present, the, the Buggles song, yeah. and, I, and I didn't have it on the 7-inch. And most of the songs, like, I mean, I'm going to go down a list of things, like Sweet Caroline by uh, Status Quo, yeah, yeah, Adamant, yeah. Uh, Stand and Deliver, I had all yeah. these when I was younger. Ant Rap. Uh, Ant Rap. Um, Strawberry Switchblade. Yeah. Probably, oh, probably I love that song. Good song, probably, probably not the, on my canon of things that... Uh, uh, the greatest I songs say, I have I, I, I'm not going to lie that's on my playlist of uh, songs I ride onto the bike yeah I love wow. Strawberry Street okay I didn't, I didn't expect that yeah. um, but it's not as good I'm afraid as no. you know, the radio star Jay Charles and Centrefold but um, it was a, a gallant effort and a great song to end the episode but um, no I'm afraid not it's 5-0 to Buggles okay so Jim we had um, five songs there we had loads more songs we could have talked about what were some of the songs you, you didn't get to mention uh, I got some that I was really happy with uh, like we, we talked about bangers and stinkers at the start of this uh, this show but uh, I had um, News of the World by The Jam the uh, um, uh, Mock the Week theme tune yeah. 
Yep. Read all about it. Uh, that's a good song. Uh, Video Games by Lana Del Rey, which is, I really yeah, love I, that. I had that. It's a good song. It's yeah. a good song now, but she didn't do much else really. No, her first album is excellent. And there's two songs, Video Games and the, and the other one that I can't remember the name of that's very good. Mm. Although on predictive text, it came up as Lanka Del Rey when I typed it in on my phone to remember it. So <laughs> that's her sister. Uh, Girls on Film. The Durren. Oh. <sighs> Durandra. I mean, that's a good song. If we're talking about handsome men, Morton Harkett, this is this. Simon Le Bon's got a lot to say about that. Simon Le Bon's got a lot to say about that. But then so is uh, what's his name, Roger Taylor? Yeah. No, no, Roger Taylor's the Queen bloke, isn't he? Um, no, it's, it's Roger. It's Roger. Roger Corsi. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Moore. Is that Andy Taylor? There's Andy Taylor, Roger Taylor. We'll take this. John Taylor, yeah, yeah, Roger Taylor, John Andy Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, like they were who was the one who went out with Amanda de Cadenet that's actually Nick Rowe no that was Andy that was Roger who's the bass player that's Andy I don't know so Andy is Taylor that, is that the Taylor or something but I mean there were a lot of them were handsome in Duran Duran so uh, girls on film uh, and uh, the other one I had which was a bit tenuous because I was using music as the media link was uh, play that funky music by Wild Cherry which is just one of those classic kind of funk songs uh, that that I don't know. I really like, but I get why people don't. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I, don't, I might struggle with kind of letting that through because there's loads of things with music in it. Um, I, I guess it's a form. I get it. it is it's a form, form of media, media but um, so. it wasn't probably ones I was. Uh, it, was I was it was on brief. It was on brief. It was on brief. Okay, uh, ones I nearly could have mentioned out of the four extras. I had Film Star by Suede. Again, lots oh, okay. of very much playing to my strengths here with sort of like indie bands. Um, I did have video games as well. I had Kill Your Television by Ned's Atomic Dustbin. Uh, really niche that I um, went to college with a guy who loved Ned, Ned's Atomic Dustbin and I almost went to a Ned's Atomic Dustbin gig with him because he had a spare ticket but I couldn't go because I was working at Burger King that night good tune as well good, really good tune uh, boring uh, story good tune <laughs> yeah, yeah thanks for that uh, we can edit that bit out uh, and then I, I had, had uh, I had a book of love by Peter Gabriel a song oh. that I never really realised I didn't know much about it until I was sort of researching it well just Google books yeah. book songs and that came up uh, as a cover it's a really lovely song actually I'm a real closet Peter Gabriel fan I'm not closet I, I go on about it quite a lot I really like Peter Gabriel and I get mocked for it but I think Peter Gabriel's done some amazing stuff um, so maybe he's one we can look at in, in, in a later show of uh, something that he's done I, my, I, I kind of loathe to do this song but um so I didn't put it on my list till Radio Gaga by Queen, which is, again, it kind of suffers from having a great cause, but it's, I don't know, I'm not a fan of the rest of it, to be fair. No, uh, well, it, anyone who knows me and anyone who may have listened to our podcast, I don't like Queen. I know that's contentious. I know that people absolutely love Queen. And listen, I'm not saying they're rubbish. Uh, I get that they're good. I get that their music is good. I get that they're very talented. I just don't really like them so uh, that's quite a contentious thing so i yeah i did i kind of thought about radio gaga for a split second and then would never have put it in anyway but yeah okay so uh that's the end of the episode uh good good show tonight i thought yeah it was good uh uh just i think it's brilliant that we've been sat in a kitchen um <laughs> Uh, the Orford house has been amazing and they lent us a room, but we are actually in a kitchen. Uh, there's a freezer and a fridge behind us. And uh, and and uh, honestly, we're, we're in a kitchen on two chairs. It's great, though. I Again, thank you to the Orford house for that. Um, I just want 
want to say just uh, again this is a, a massive dedication to Paul Lagerdack uh, musical director creative input um, what other stuff did he really hate us saying about him um I think we were sort of he got annoyed by the fact he wasn't friend quite the show. Friend he of the show, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah, friend of the show, musical assistant director, and anything that sort of basically just kind of belittled his status or or bigged it up. In fact, anything really annoyed him. Yeah, and uh, this was uh, this was really one for him. Um, uh, it, people won't know, but unfortunately, he he passed away uh, just before Christmas, um, which was really sad. And this is just something just to say, you know respect to him and r.i.p and uh love love to him yeah and this is this definitely his song his song isn't it so uh, yeah this uh my one of my abiding memories of of paul is him dancing to this doing his puppet hands in uh <laughs> what's it called double vision in liverpool double yeah. vision in liverpool was the one so yeah uh that's uh that was where this one really came from so uh yeah that's uh it's good so, oh, well, God, it's been a lot of death recently. We've not done an episode for ages. So, I mean, initial ones are Terry Hall, uh, yeah. Christine McVie from Fleetwood Mac, um, Della Soul guy died, and I can't remember his yeah, name. Plug True, Trugoy. Plug True, Trugoy. Plug True, Trugoy. Plug True, Plug True, Plug True, Trugoy. Plug True, Trugoy. Yogurt backwards, isn't it? That was that was his uh, thing. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it plug, one was, plug One was Uh Plug two was yeah. Trugoy, and then Maseo was the DJ at the back. Plug um, three, in fact. Three. So maybe maybe we'll do a De La Soul episode next yeah, next I time. Think a, I think a De La Soul episode would be really good. Uh, yeah. So th- thanks for listening, everyone. That's the end of our episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. It's been it's really good fun, actually. Yeah, I've actually really enjoyed it. If you, so if you want to kind of listen to any of our previous podcast episodes, they're available on Apple uh, Apple Music, and you just search at Five Better Podcast. Uh, have a listen to some of our stuff. If you like us and want to have any more sort of um, input and you want to suggest a song, then by all means, you can contact us on the social medias at Five Better Podcast. Yeah, we put out our song choices and you can engage and tell us songs that you, you think are better than the original song. Or if there's a song that you're, you have a burning desire to hear us chat about, then please put us on Twitter, uh, shout us on Twitter and, and let us know and we, we can we can we can do that. Okay, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Five better, five better podcast. Five better, five better podcast.